and we are real life college roommates who love movies. Lindsay has, uh, you got your degree in film, yes. and then I was a movie critic for like 20 years. So, <laughs> uh, we have decided that this week we'll be watching The Princess Bride because Lindsay has never seen it before. I've seen it multiple times. I saw it when I was a kid, like maybe like five or six years old, um, and from then on. Um, but Lindsay had never seen it, so I'm excited to hear what she thinks about it. Um, but it's a classic for me. My dad introduced me to it, so we would watch that together a lot. And uh, it's got a lot of quotable lines, like, as you wish, you hear that one a lot. You know, my name is Indigo Matoya, you call my father, prepare to die. Some of the most famous quotes, right? So, of course, we had to, had to bring this one up because I just love it. But um, it stars a lot of people that you probably recognize from shows today. So we've got Fred Savage, right? And he had the Wonder Years, so this is right before that. Yeah. Um, got Peter Falk, Ellie's, Robin Wright, who was also in that political show, Kevin Spacey on Netflix. Oh. It was going on for a while. Yeah. Um, House of Cards. House of Cards, that's right. Yeah. And you have Mandy Patinkin, who, uh, you know, he played the Montoya. And it's just uh, really great in this role in particular. You've got Billy Crystal, Andre the Giant, Peter yeah. Cook. Like, the cast is pretty much stacked. You've got Chris Sarandon, Chris Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn. Like, mm-hmm. they had a really good cast. You can't go wrong with this one. Right. So, uh, Princess Bride came out in 1987. Oh, my goodness. How old were you in 1987? How old was I? Uh... I turned four that year. Yeah, same year. Yeah. Where you going on four? So. Yeah. Uh, I got it, you know, of course, after it hit the VHS market. So I'm sure it was a blockbuster night rental or something, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. It, uh. There you go. It, but uh, the budget was sixteen million and the box office was thirty point nine million. Yeah, and they would call that like a soft success, success, because mm-hmm. to like be a real success, they want you to make three times the money back, which is just ridiculous. But whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for a little rundown, if you've never seen The Princess Bride, it's gonna do a Wikipedia entry here, and then we'll get on to what we think about the movie. Okay, so it starts off with Fred Savage, uh, <laughs> he's not called that, he's just the grandson, and yeah. his grandfather, played by Peter Falk, is coming to read him a story, because he's like sick, it's home from school or something, can't go out, he's got the flu or something, and he's got this really incredible, like, 80s bedroom that's just totally oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> he's got, uh, like, he's in the bed, and he's got the shelf behind him, you can see like a He-Man, a Captain America figurines like a, a you know a classic bag of cheetos mm-hmm. right there uh he's got like an empire strikes back cup with one of the straws that's like curled up and everything and you know it's just like it totally transports you to mm-hmm. like, right he's playing this this um baseball game that's probably like i don't know eight eight four bit maybe <laughs> <laughs> four bit or eight bit baseball game and so his father comes in to read him the story, and he's initially like, is this a kissing story? Because I'm not into that. Either. Right, he's so grossed out. Because <laughs> he's, like, he's like 
Right. Your grandfather's like, maybe one day you won't bother. It won't bother you. Right. <laughs> right. Live long <laughs> enough. You're, you'll change your mind. Right. And so he pulls out the book and he starts reading them the tale of the Princess Bride. Uh, there's a tale about Buttercup, who's this uh, young farm lady living on a young farm. I don't know. <laughs> like, we don't see her parents or anything, but she works with the farm boy, right? This is Wesley. And uh, anything she asks of him, he always says, as you wish. And she enjoys ordering him around. And uh, he always says, as you wish. And eventually she realizes, oh, he's actually saying, I love you. You know, mm-hmm. saying that. And she was like, oh, I kind of like him too. You know? So they have their little romance and everything. And then uh, for some reason, he goes to find his fortune overseas. Uh, and his ship runs into the Dread Pirates Robert ship. And everybody knows he doesn't take any uh, captors, right? He kills everybody. So <clears throat> believe me, he's dead. She's just renounced love altogether, you know, just is very sad, won't eat or drink. And uh, years go by, and we uh, find out that she's going to be married to Prince Humperdinck. Because he's decided he's going to marry a common a commoner, right, to mm-hmm. bring the people together. Uh, but really what he's going to do is have her kidnapped and uh, dumped on the shores of a rival kingdom, Right. So he can use that. You say they murdered her, and then he can use that excuse to go and uh, attack them. <laughs> so that's what the real plan is. And so to carry out this plan, um, she he has her kidnapped by Vizini and Fezzik and Emil Matoya, right? So uh, Vizini is the brains, Fezzik is the muscle, is, you know, under the giant. And we have Inigo Montoya, who's got the sword skill, you know. Mm-hmm. So they capture her, they take her uh, up this cliff, and this when they well, when they're going to the cliff, they're on the ship, and they see the other ship following them. This guy in black is coming up the rope, you know. Who is this guy? They don't know. They cut the rope. He still he has a whole conversation with uh, Inigo Montoya, right? Like, you know, oh, you seem like a nice guy. I would hate to kill you. He's like, you seem like a nice guy. I would hate to die. Right? <laughs> so they have this very gentlemanly, like, uh, sword fight. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, looking at it now, it's like, oh, this took some real skill. Like, mm-hmm. the choreography here is incredible. Yeah. I actually found out they spent, like, four months just doing sword fighting. Oh. Learning their style and then learning the other person's style as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is in except for like one of the backflips, there were no stunts. It was all them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after uh, the man in black defeats Montoya, he goes on to meet Fezzik, who's throwing rocks at him. And the first one he misses on purpose, but it hit the other rock so hard, it was more like a bomb going off. <laughs> I was like, that would have killed anybody. You're right. And uh, the man in black realizes he can't really physically best him. He's Andre the Giant. And he's basically just giving him big bear hugs. And not nothing right. you can do. And uh, he eventually is able to get his arms around his neck and hang on to his back to try and choke him out. In your life. Because he's, he's, Andre's like hitting him against the rocks and everything. But he's still holding on. Mm-hmm. So eventually he passes out. And then he goes on to meet uh, last guy, Vizzini who's the brains, right? So he's got this whole setup, and he's got Buttercup captured with him, and um, he's going to, you know, he's going to poison, right? The whole idea is, like, 
these the witchcraft has the poison, right? And so Zini's trying to outsmart him. The man in black is not giving him anything with his face, you know, no hints or whatever. You know, if 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 the if I were going to poison me, I'd put the poison in the cup, you know, furthest from me. But you would probably would have thought of that. So he'd probably put the poison in the cup next for next to you. And you know, like just going back and mm-hmm. forth, just having this conversation. Kind of like you're just being like, yeah, okay. <coughs> And tricks on him, he drinks it, he laughs, because he's like, I'm sure I got it, you know. This is a pretty famous scene where he's just laughing, laughing, and just falls over dead. Mm-hmm. And because both of the cups are poisoned, right? And the man in black have been, you know, uh, building up resistance to this particular poison, this Iocane powder. So he, he gets a buttercup, and he's, like, upset with her for um, getting married to this other guy and not waiting for Wesley. And she was like, he's dead. Right. <laughs> what am I waiting on? Right. And they see um, they see Prince Hupperdink's, uh soldiers who are looking for Buttercup um, on, on the horizon. And um, she pushes the man in black down the hill. And she's like, oh, you don't have to deal anymore. And as he's rolling down the hill, he says, as you wish. And she's like, oh my God, it's Wesley. <laughs> Well, she throws herself down the hill, and so they're both just tumbling down the hill <laughs> to escape. And uh, they reunite, and they're like, you know, he's like, you, I can't believe you didn't wait for me. She was like, you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, true love always waits, or whatever. And uh, they kiss and make up, and then they run into the fire swamp. The fire swamp has actual fire that comes out of the ground. One danger. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, it's, uh, what is this? The sand, the quicksand that didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. Then you have the rodents of unusual size, yeah. which uh, are like the size of German shepherds with extremely nasty mouths. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they contend with each challenge, and, and Wesley gets really kind of bitten up really badly by one of the rodents. And they make it out of the forest, and on the other side is uh, Humperdinck's man. So they finally capture him, they rescue Buttercup, and they're going to kill him. And she's like, wait, you know, I'll go with you guys, just please don't kill him, let him go. And they're like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then they're like, we're going to kill him, you know. <laughs> so they go off with uh, Buttercup, and they knock, uh, well, before they knock um, Wesley out, he sees that, um, I guess he's like the general. Uh, for Prince Hopperdick's army mm-hmm. has his fingers on his right hand and he's like, oh, somebody was looking for you. Yeah. And the person who's looking for him is Emilia Montoya. Because while they're sword fighting, he gives this, it's, it, it's really funny because there's a lot of exposition in this scene mm-hmm. that you don't really mind at all. <laughs> oh, you don't even think about it. Right. Yeah. You don't think about it. You've got all these jokes and the sword fighting and everything. You're like, oh yeah, he did just tell him his whole backstory. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Montoya's father was a sword maker, and the guy came in and ordered this very fancy sword, you know, and told him he was going to pay him handsomely for the sword. So his father made the sword. And when the guy came to collect, he told him, no, I'm going to pay you half of what I said. And they killed his father and tried to take the sword. Uh, Montoya somehow kept the sword, and so he's looking to avenge his father. So he's always asking anybody if they know anybody who has six fingers on their right hand, because that's what he remembers. Mm-hmm. So... We take Wesley to this uh, pit of despair uh, where they have him being tortured by this light-sucking machine that sucks years off people's life. 
and um, uh, Buttercup eventually uh, confesses to the prince, like, you know, I, I, I'm in love with Wesley, so I'm not going to marry you. Uh, so, mm-hmm. And the prince puts on this big show, oh, I'm going to send my four fastest ships to go find him and let him know how you feel so he can come and get you. And she's like, good, because, you know, Wes is coming for me. He's not going to let me marry you anyway, you know. And, of course, he's not sending those ships, right? right. And he's also uh, got his, like, I guess, chief of police, basically. Uh, and let, telling him, oh, yeah, there's this big plot where Princess Buttercup is going to be murdered on the wedding night. So we need to increase our guards and we need to flush out the, the forest of thieves, right? The forest and everything. And so they do that. And there in the Forest of Thieves, we find Montoya, who's there drinking his sorrows away um, because, you know, the plan failed. And the thing was, if the plan failed, they were going to go back to the beginning. And so that was the beginning for him. So he's the only one who won't leave. Even the brute force folks can't take him out. He refuses to leave. And he actually runs back into um, Andre the Giant, <laughs> who's working for the brute force. And... Um, you know, they, they're talking about each other and they hear Wesley being tortured, right? Because mm-hmm. after Buttercup has confessed her love and for Wesley and that, you know, she knows he hasn't sent his ships and everything, she still won't marry him. He locks her in the tower. He runs down to the pit of despair and puts the torture device on 50 years. So Wesley is screaming so loudly the entire kingdom mm-hmm. can hear him. And, uh... <laughs> Montoya and Andre, they're like, oh, that has to be him. You know, his true love is getting married to someone else. Who else could be in so much pain, right? They're like, we have to find him. And uh, eventually they find him, and they're able to rescue him. They have to take him to Max the Miracle Worker. So that's Billy Crystal and his wife, Carol King. Carol Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this couple, very eccentric, very funny couple and they're like oh he's mostly dead but he's still a little bit alive so they're gonna make this pill to help him stay alive and they have like this uh i don't even know what you want to say but it but it like forces air down his throat yeah it was like some type of accordion style device yeah yeah so they're able to get him out of there put the pill in his mouth and revive him a little bit but he's got like it's his strength coming back but very very slowly so he like he's having trouble moving his head. He can't walk. All that kind of stuff, and which leads to a lot of uh, very good physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they uh, they have they go on like their own adventure. So they they get to the castle. They they beat like sixty people right, and they do it by uh, <laughs> dressing Andre up in this big black cloak right. <laughs> You know, he claims to, they wheel him in on this wheelbarrow. He claims to be the great pirate Roberts, right? And then they set the cloak on fire so it looks like he's on fire and threatening the men. And a lot of them run away, so they're able to get in the castle that way. Mm-hmm. And so once they're able to get in the castle, they have to fight their own battles. So, you know, Andre's beating people. And then uh, <laughs> what is pretty much uh, laying in bed because <laughs> he can't really fight. Right. And Maya actually runs to the guy that kills his father. And, uh, you know, he gets to tell him, you know, I am Emilio Matoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. They have a sword fight. You know, and they're pretty evenly matched. And Matoya actually gives him matching scars on his face that he had given him when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and he finally he gets very hurt like his shoulder gets hurt he gets stabbed in the in the gut and everything and uh he's finally he's finally able to best the other guy and he's telling him you know promise me power promise me your money and the guy's like i'll give you anything i'll give you everything i have he's like he's like what do you want just name it and he says i want my father back he kills him that was a good and one. i was just like that was a good one and mm-hmm. the thing about that scene in particular is he was he had actually lost his father when he was uh, a kid mm-hmm. um and cancer and so it, that was really what inspired him with this scene oh. and you can really just his face is very intense yeah and there's actually a documentary about the princess bride where they're like uh where he says i killed the cancer that day my father is back with me for a moment oh this wow is, yeah yeah so he was a, he was a that, method like, actor he like yeah yeah he's amazing yeah right because okay. this is like it didn't have to be that good right this is not yeah. like a movie where you're like, oh, this is going to be a step forward. It didn't have to be that good, but it was excellent. Right, right. So. You felt it in that moment. To, you really felt it. You could, like, see it in his face. Mm-hmm. Like, even his actor drops for that particular line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Buttercup is able to find Wesley as he's, like, still trying to recover uh, in, like, these royal chamber bedroom. And Prince Humperdinck finds him, too. And he's gonna fight Wesley or whatever. And Wesley's like, well, no, I'm gonna, f-. he's like, he's, we're gonna fight to the death. And Wesley's like, no, we're gonna fight to the pain. And he's like, what is that, <laughs> you know? And he tells him, I'm gonna cut off your feet, but I'm gonna cut off your wrists, I'm gonna cut out your eyes and your tongue, but I'm gonna leave your ears so you can hear everyone who says, oh my God, what is that thing? Ringing in your perfect ears forever. Mm. You know, it's a lifetime of anguish and pain and isolation, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that sounds that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, small <laughs> the table. Can we do that? Um, so they're able to freak him out, and, and Buttercup ties him up, and uh, then Andre shows up with like four horses, and they're all able to escape. And um, Montoya's like, I don't know what to do anymore. And he's like, I've been on this revenge quest for so long. Like, what do I do now? And Wesley's like. Well, you could become the Dread Black Pirate Robert. So, <laughs> and that's pretty much where the movie ends. And um, we get back to the grandfather and, you know, his grandson. Mm-hmm. And of course, the grandson is like super into the story by now, right? Right. He's even asking his grandfather what happens before his grandfather can read it, right? Mm-hmm. And he asks him to come back and read it to him again the next day. Yeah. And his grandfather says, as you wish. I thought that was real cute. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so what was the biggest impact for you since you've been watching this since you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time for me, the biggest impact was definitely, uh, uh, Made a critique in me or Matoya telling him, you know, I want my father back. Mm-hmm. And you could really just feel the impact of that line. Yeah. And I was like, holy. He, like, he really means that, you know. Um, also, like, just noticing more of the technicalities of things, right? Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, the sword fight. It's like, they're they're doing a lot, right? Yeah. They're, they're having to switch hands. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're like, they're 
doing like a lot of dancing and like just acrobatics. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, wow, they really put some skill into this. You yeah. Know? Um, it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, what it was for me was it was certain parts where it was like on a satiric level mm-hmm. and then certain parts were real like the whole scene where he was like I want my father back and then the sword fighting was just like perfect but then you got them climbing up that mountain on the rope and the up close scenes were obviously silly on purpose Sick. Yeah. yeah so and then when they um had Andre the Giant in the cloak for the far away shots, you could tell it was just something yeah. that they put in the cloak. You know, right. so it was like some of the stuff was like satire on purpose, but then some of it was like they really put some thought into it. And especially yeah. now with you saying that yeah, they spent they... like four months, you know. Yeah. So training. Yeah. Yeah, so that's training learning their part the other person's part and then learning on both hands right 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 that's a lot of skill and the guy they train with actually trained uh folks for star wars oh wow so they that's probably where some of the budget went right there getting him (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah uh that i think that was like a big standout for me um and probably a big takeaway for me as well. You know, what would you say was your biggest takeaway? Just how well done it all is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it doesn't feel cheesy. Because it doesn't take mm-hmm. itself too seriously. Like, yeah. They're not afraid to be silly and have fun with things. But, like, it also doesn't feel... It's also engaging. Right? Mm-hmm. Um... And then even with uh, Buttercup and Wesley, like, it somehow makes sense. <laughs> like, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking, well, why are they together? Why do they even like each other? Like, I can't see why they were like, it, like, they work together on screen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. apparently they had a crush on each other in real life, so that helped too. Oh, they did. <laughs> well, I guess that would make sense. They're working so closely to one another. So that would make yeah. sense. Um. But yeah, yeah. Um, I know there was a couple of things that stood out. One of them was um, how big Andre the Giant's hands were compared to Wesley's face. That I, yes. I mean, we all know um, that he's big, but yeah. golly, huge, huge. Yeah. Huge. And they actually told a story where um, they were on set and it was very cold. Mm-hmm. And Robin, who plays uh, Buttercup, was very cold, so he just put his hand on her head. To keep her warm. <laughs> she said it worked really well. Yeah. She said his hand was like down here, like, you know, <laughs> covering almost half of her face. Right, right. That's funny. And I yeah. that makes sense because yeah. that's one of the places where you get cold at is in your head. So, yeah. yeah. And they said, um, I was watching like some other videos and stuff about Princess Bride, and so they were talking a lot about some of the things you can find in the documentary. Mm-hmm. The documentary is on YouTube for free, by the way. The movie is also on Hulu and a few other places as well. Okay. Yeah, I watched then, it on uh, um, Prime. Yeah, see? 
mm-hmm. and they were uh, saying that one of the things Andre the Giant really liked about working on the set was like people didn't stare at him. They just treated him like a normal human being. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, you know, but they got really close and everything, and then except for when they would go out to eat, he would order like you know four or five appetizers. And he had this drink called the American that he would uh, order, which mm. had like twelve different liquors in it. And oh. it was like forty ounces. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm assuming he has a high tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except yeah. he passed out in the hotel lobby and uh, they tried to call him a cab and the cab driver was like, I can't fit him in here. <laughs> I wonder what's his stats. Let's see how big he actually mm. is. Oh, person I've ever heard of. Wait, no. There's somebody in the um, Guinness book. Yeah, there are people who are taller, but yeah. yeah. He's still incredibly tall. Right. I wonder how tall his parents were. Hmm? I said, I wonder how tall his parents were. <laughs> Golly, seven, four. I would hate to wrestle against him. I'm like, nope, you got it. Well, at birth, he weighed 13 pounds. 13? Oh, so they knew from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he had one daughter. What is she? She's an actress. I mean, he died pretty young. He's 40, he was 46 years old. When he died. Yeah. And his daughter's 43 right now, so. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine him. Ooh. Can you imagine having a 13-pound baby? No. No. I know the biggest I've ever heard of somebody that I actually know is 11. Mm-hmm. But not I've never heard 13. And that person um, had a uh, vaginal delivery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. But golly. Okay. So yeah, so that yeah, that's Andre the Giant. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And then we also have uh, Rob Reiner, who was the director of the film. Mm-hmm. He also did uh, This Is Final Tap. Okay. Uh, before that, he did. Um, he was on All in the Family. He played the son in All in All in the Family. I knew I knew his uh, name also somewhere. Is, yeah, I was like, I know that name. I know that name. Yeah. Um, that he was the producer and that's why I was like that makes sense with him being the um, director why he would be the producer on this film yeah cause Norman Lear he was he did a lot of great TV shows a lot yeah, yes and he's still alive and kicking too yeah 
this bitch is incredible. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Cause have you have you been seeing when they've been recreating his shows? Um, Some of them, yes. Yeah. Um, what was the one on Netflix? They did one on Netflix. One day at a time. One day at a time. Oh no, no, I'm talking about when um they do a special on ABC. Oh. And Jimmy Kimmel hosts it with Norman Lear. They'll. Oh no, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, they've done several. So they've done All in the Family, The Jeffersons, um, uh, The Facts of Life, and uh, Different Strokes. Oh wow! Yeah, they did oh, the Facts so of Life and di Different Strokes <laughs> like a few months ago, and then like probably like a year or two ago, they did um, all what was it All in the Family and The Jeffersons. Yeah, and I want to say they've done Mama's Family before. And I could totally be wrong about that, but, but yeah, um, they, and then they get like A-listers, like when they did different strokes, they got Damon Wayans and Kevin Hart to play Willis and, um, Gary Coleman's character, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name, but, um, Gary Coleman, um, Kevin Hart played Gary Coleman and then, um, John Lithgow played uh played the dad. What was oh, his the name? Father. Yeah. yeah. I forgot his name. Um but yeah. So th they did such a good job. And then on um All in the um not All in the Family, uh what is that called? I just said it. The one with Tootie. Facts of Life. Um oh. Gabrielle <laughs> Gabrielle Union played Tootie. So oh, wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then um, when they did the Jeffersons, Jamie Foxx played George Jefferson, and they do it live in front. Of, that's what it's called, live in front of a studio audience. And um, <laughs> and then um, Woody Harrelson played um, the dad on All in the Family. But when they did the Jeffersons, um, Jamie Foxx messed up his lines. And it was so oh, no. funny. It was so funny because he was saying it. He was like, bruh, bruh. and then when people started laughing, he looked at the audience and was like, "Don't act like y'all ain't never messed up before." Like, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It was funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I know Hulu at one point had them on, had them on their um, app, but I don't know if they're on there anymore. So, but yeah, if you look up live, live in front of a studio audience, out. yeah. So, um, but uh, what, what was your takeaway from the movie? Um, <laughs> my takeaways were how everybody had an accent except for one that one pirate that was on the Cosby Show. <laughs> he had a regular accent. Yeah. yeah, he had an American accent. Everybody else was English. Messini, excuse me. Yeah, Messini. Yeah. The one who died of the eye of pain powder. Yes. Yes. So that was funny. Um, then Andre the Giant's hands were huge. Like, I know he was big, but they didn't... One thing I will say, they didn't make him seem as big as he actually is. No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can tell he's a big man, but you don't think... Oh, he's seven feet four inches tall. Right, right. You think he maybe like six, seven, six, eight, you know. Right. And, but I, it wasn't until he put his hands on Wesley's face 
that I was like, golly, he's huge. So, um, then, yeah, uh, I mean, it was a, uh, it was like your typical, you know, palace love story or whatever. Um, just a woman locked up in a, um, in a castle for the most part. And she don't want to marry who she, who they're telling her that she has to marry. But it was a, it was a twist because the person that she was being told that she has to marry was doing it for wrong, for the, all the wrong reasons. Yeah, he was going to murder her. Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing of marrying a commoner, right? Right, right. He didn't have to sacrifice any of his nobles. Right. So, um... I did like that. I did like that twist to a, a um, typical uh, story that's been told. Yeah. So, you that, got a little political intrigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, those were pretty much big takeaways for me. Um, so, why did you choose this movie? Well, I chose this movie because, for me, it's a classic. You've done my reading already, right? Mm-hmm. Um just like it's it's very enjoyable it's fun it's got so many quotable lines like it's uh got a a good like uh is they consider it a cult classic because it didn't make as much as they thought it would mm-hmm. uh, but it's had such a longevity mm-hmm. that you know you can find funko pops of these characters now yeah. like they're monopoly games and there's always tons of t-shirts you go to any convention, you're going to find a t-shirt that says, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> right. Hey, annoyed that man. Would you stop saying that? <laughs> yeah, he's no. on a mission. Mm-hmm. Right. My father prepared to die. Right. Right. It was not a game. Um, And can you see this being remade in present day? Well, they had already had talks about remaking it a couple of years ago, actually, like back in 2019. Oh, yeah? And um, everybody was like, no. <laughs> Why would you? It's pretty much perfect the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to take a totally different approach, I think, which, okay. would be kind of, which would be hard because the person who wrote the screenplay is also the author of the book. Okay, yeah. So you can't really get any better than having the author write the screenplay. Right, right. Um, and then also, uh, the guy who plays Wesley, he responded to it with a line from the movie. Because, um, you know, um, Buttercup is going to kill herself. She does mm-hmm. not want to marry this man. Right. And um, she's actually goes into the bedroom where he's laying up to do this. And he's like, you know, they don't, they would be ashamed to ruin a perfect pair of breasts. There are so few in the world. <laughs> and so, you know, he, he said the same for the movie. would be ashamed to ruin such a perfect movie so few in the world yeah so I haven't heard any talk about that since and uh, that's good I'm glad with that like not everything needs to be remade there's so many stories that have not been told that's true yeah that's true but do you think that Almost. it would um, with the climate of today do you think that something like this would survive yes I think it would. I think audiences' tastes have uh, broadened mm-hmm. between 1987 and now. Because one of the issues with the film was they didn't know how to market it. Okay. Right? How mm-hmm. do I market this 
um, you know, medieval romance, political intrigue, comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. How do you know? Yeah. But I think audiences are much more used to um, movies that cross genre lines and uh, have a little bit more complexity than just one genre. Mm-hmm. So I think it would do really well now, actually. Okay. Yeah. I, guess I feel like it's definitely one of those movies you could have, like, you know how they have Rock Here a Picture Show or The Room or something like that? You mm-hmm. could do that with this. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah. So, our rating system. <clears throat> so... The rating system is as follows. Once I get to it. Here we go. All right, so one, movie reel is trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. What say you? I've already said it's a true classic, so it's a fine for me. For me, it has 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, Cinema Score gave it a plus. Like, Cisco and Eber gave it two thumbs up. It's considered one of the best movies of 1987. It's on several lists, like, for best movies, best comp, what was, was it, best romances. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, 100 films, 100 passions is another list that it's on as well, so... And then the song that you hear over the credits, Storybook, is Storybook Love, was like nominated for an Academy Award as well. So. Oh, okay. Go with uh, five. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say three. Um, it's entertaining. Okay. It, I mean, it is entertaining. It's it's not nothing where I was like, oh my god, like I can't mm-hmm. I can't say that, but it is entertaining. I did enjoy it. So. Yeah, so I would give a I would give a solid three. So, yeah. Was it what you expected? Did you have different expectations? Um, I didn't have any expectation. Um, yeah. Did anything surprise you or disappoint you? No. No, I nothing disappointed me. Um, I don't. I. I just I really went into it completely open to what I was gonna watch, so I didn't I didn't have any um, thoughts. I didn't read up on it beforehand or anything like that. I just went into it um, just completely open to what I was going to watch. So sometimes that's a good thing because you don't want to be steered. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. So, but yeah, um, but I mean I did enjoy it. Uh, Kept my attention. So, that's always a plus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Right, right. There there are talks of making it into a musical. I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And I can see it being, being successful. to me how musicals can differ from their movie counterparts if they have one 
Um, even sh- movies that were musicals, like you have Disney musicals, mm-hmm. you know, when they get transferred to stage, they'll have different songs as well. Right. Scene that are not in the film. So I'd be interested to see how they do that. Yeah. 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 It would be interesting to see how they would do certain um, scenes that stand out, like them climbing up that mountain. I would love to see how they would do that. Right. You know. So. There was even uh do you remember Clibby? Um, the app? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was even a thing on Clibby. It was called Home Movie The Princess Bride, where you had um fans who were actors recreating scenes for the film. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's so you have cool. all kinds of fans who were just recreating yeah. different kinds of scenes. People from all over the place that you probably wouldn't expect, mm-hmm. um, and it's on YouTube as well, so you can watch it there. Okay, yeah, I might have to check that out. That's different. I kind of, uh, it kind of sucks about Quibi not being around because they had some pretty, pretty good ideas over there. So they had some pretty good ideas, but the idea that people would pay a subscription fee yeah. for that was the wrong one. Yeah, that was the wrong idea. Right. They should have went the sponsor route. <laughs> yes, especially, I mean, you have YouTube, and then you also had TikTok coming up at the time, so. True. Why would I want Clippy? Right. Why would I pay for that? You know, you would definitely need to put it somewhere else. Yeah. Have a different kind of model for payment. Right, right. I totally agree. All right. So, next week. Uh, have you seen a thin line between love and hate? Oh, yes. Okay. What about Scarface? I have not. All right. Scarface, I have not seen Godfather. Yeah, oh yeah, I do remember you saying Godfather. All right, well, let's do Scarface first, and then we'll tackle the Godfather after. Because it, it kind of got to see all the Godfathers. But oh. we, we're we not going to see all the Godfathers in one. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about how we'll do the Godfather. <laughs> all right. But, um, but yes, let's do Scarface. I'm going to be so ready for you to do Scarface. Okay. So that will be an event. So... Maria, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, on TikTok at Dollar More Dollars. If you're watching us at the bottom of the screen here, right, right here, mm-hmm. uh, but you can spell that V A L A R M O R Dollars. I also on on a other podcast called Nerdgas Noir. There's five black women talking about geeky stuff. So come join us and hang out. Where can they find you, Lindsay? Well, I am on all social media at L underscore Rennell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. Also have another podcast as well called The Ish We Talk. Um, And that's me, my cousin, my friend. And we just talk about various topics um, and give a kind of an abstract uh, view towards certain things. Hot topics of the day. Yeah. Yeah, we can go from serious topics to gossip to pretty much anything. So, so yeah. Um, yep, so. <laughs> but thanks for joining us today, Ruiz. I really yes. 
love when you all come by so please subscribe and tell your friends yes. about the podcast if you have any movies you want to suggest us to watch just leave it in the comments or in a five-star review and we'll definitely read those on air absolutely absolutely so until the next episode episode seven we will see you then bye bye